0: Written in chalk, the echo of Arthur Stace explores the legend of the man who became Mr. Eternity and how that word ended up emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge at the turn of the millennium. This award-winning documentary is now available to watch in the free Vision app. Just tap the Watch tab and scroll to the Written in Chalk channel. If you don't have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, download it when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store or click the link at vision.org.au slash app. Vision Watch. Another way Vision is helping you look to God daily.
1: The Story.
2: Basically, the idea of Christmas for the Bush is that we get around every family on our database uh, we try and get around them, to have a visit, spend some time with them, give them some Christmas cheer because every family's in a different situation and so some aren't as needy and you just go and catch up and visit them and take them a Christmas cake or a nice tin of bikkies or something like that. But there's other families that are really struggling.
1: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, every year, Bill and Melissa Close organise Christmas for the Bush. It's part of their care outreach ministry and features them visiting people in the outback and bringing Christmas gifts and Christmas cheer. Today, we're going to find out the story behind Christmas for the Bush. But first, Bill will tell us how their ministry started and the incredible way care outreach is touching people's lives the rest of the year. Bill is chatting with Shelley Scohan.
0: You guys obviously have that heart for people in the art bag. Did you grow up in a rural area yourself?
1: Uh, yes, both of us have come off uh,
3: rural situations. Um, Melissa grew up on a cane farm. Um, local girl, so knows um, a lot about the local cane industry and all that sort of thing. And I grew up in country Victoria. Um, um, first off, started off around Bansdale up in the Highlands. Yep. Um we had um, a sheep and cattle property up there, and we also had a dairy farm down in the Gippsland, so. right. So yes, we do have a rural background which I think' probably had a lot to do with having a heart for you know rural people.
0: Yes, and you understand the issues that they face a lot more than people from the city necessarily would as well.
3: Yeah look it's uh, a lot of the areas we go now are a lot different than where well certainly where I grew up and certainly from cane farming on the coast, but you know, you still understand a lot of the battles that people face on the land, so it certainly helps.
0: And I guess a lot of the battles are just human battles as well that we all face at different times in our lives.
3: Oh, look, and that's true, you know. um, That's something we found with this work. You know, a lot of people ask us and they say, what exactly do you do? But um, it's as diverse as people can possibly be, you know. situations you come across and things that people are going through are as diverse as people and families can be. So it's um, different all the time.
0: Yeah. So you started the Ministry Care Outreach back in the early 1990s. How did it all come about?
3: Um, Probably more by accident than design. Um, (laughs) I quite often say to people, you know, I think we stumbled across it more than we discovered it. Um, We were travelling around Australia At at that particular time, I was speaking to youth groups and things like that all around the countryside, and we are on tour, and I actually remember going through little country towns and thinking to myself, you know, I wonder if these people have ever had a chance to hear the gospel at any stage, you know, I wonder Mm -hmm. how these people, uh, you know, handle the battles that life throws at them, and... And anyway, we were on tour and we were heading back home and we were to go to far north Queensland and we had a cancellation in our, in our itinerary and we were a couple of weeks out from Christmas and, and um, we were told that we were wasting our time going up on our trip to far north Queensland so we decided to make a spontaneous trip out west to see how a lot of the people were travelling because it was pretty big on the news. About people losing their properties and the battles that people were facing, and um, you know, just the battles with drought. And so we loaded up a little six before trailer full of goodies, and we went to go out and see who we could help out. And um, one of our very first properties we called in on, um, we come across a situation where there was a lady and a number of kids. And we found out that um, my husband had just committed suicide a couple of days before and they were absolutely devastated. Yeah. And we walked straight into this, which was an absolute shock to us. And we did everything we could to cheer that family up and and spent some period of time with that family just trying to cheer up the kids. And, and uh, we set up a Christmas tree in their lounge and put uh, presents under the tree and and just helped them do a few things around the property and then moved on to another property and we almost walked into the same situation again except it was an 18-year-old son that had just committed suicide. And
2: yeah.
3: and I got to the gate after that and I thought, oh, God, you've got to help us find these people. You know, this just shouldn't be happening. So, So that's what's really... That was the real driving force behind Care Outreach today.
0: And it's even better if you can find these people before they get to that point of suicide, isn't it?
3: Oh, absolutely, and and look, um, you know, it's uh, suicide is a is a hard thing to understand. You know, um, you know, look at some of these people and the battles they go through, and you know, you can sort of think, oh, you know, I don't get it. I just don't get why you would leave your wife and kids behind and leave them with all the mess and you know, and the pressure with dealing with banks and so on. But what happens? I believe over a period of time is they just end up under so much pressure that they don't think they don't think things through properly. And they don't think of the consequences. They just get to a point where they're so brain dead and and you know, just they get to a place where they're not thinking straight and cause them to do things that they probably would never normally do.
0: Yeah, and I mean there's so many contributing factors towards this suicide too, isn't there?
3: Yeah, yeah, and look, it's it's just so sad, but I can tell you many, many, many stories about um, times where we've turned up at places, sometimes by total accident, and, you know, we'd rock up at a station, probably trying to get some directions or something like that, and you would find out that the person's suicidal, and half an hour later would have been too late, but, you know, yeah. just the hand of God was on the whole thing, and we end up at the right place at the right time.
0: Yeah, as you say, that is the hand of God directing you and directing your ministry, and uh, I'm sure you can see his fingerprints all over your your diary every day.
3: Oh, look, um, if there's one miracle that we regularly see um, in our ministry is turning up at the right place at the right time. Um, that's something that, you know, the Lord really seems to move in our lives in, as in mm. just being there, you know. Um, You know, I've even rocked up at a property and, uh, you know, another half an hour would have been too late And there's a big pile of tablets sitting on the coffee table, you know And uh, any longer it would have been too late, you know, but just God's hand at work It's fantastic to see
0: Wow, what a rewarding ministry, knowing that you're making that much of a difference in the lives of these people A reminder, if this story has raised concerns for you or for someone that you know, you can contact Lifeline 24 hours a day on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Or if you'd like someone to talk and pray with you, call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. I'm sure, though, for you guys, you must see a lot of people just appreciating you rocking up. I know for myself, there was one day in particular, I was just having a really rough day and I sent a text to my friend and literally within 10 minutes she was on my doorstep with a flower and a block of chocolate and it was just the right thing at the right time. I've been on the receiving end of it and I know what it's like. You must see that all the time.
3: Yeah, it is. It's uh, very rewarding. Um, Look, we, we really love the people of the Outback. Um, a lot of the families, they're just such, um, they're amazing people, as in they're resilient but they're always so friendly, so welcoming and you definitely make um, lifetime friends out of them and uh, to go and visit them, like it's like catching up with family like family you really love to catch up with. Um, every time you catch up, it's just a, an always an enjoyable experience. It's not enjoyable seeing the things that they're going through, but it is enjoyable to catch up with the people themselves.
0: Yeah, it must be very rewarding. What are some of the things that you actually do then? Like you obviously rock up at the right time and and minister to them. Um, Can you maybe give us a few examples of things you've been doing the last few weeks?
3: Yeah, look, our main thing, um, these last two years in particular, is we've been doing a lot of bulk food drops. Um, just um, general supplies and things like that getting them into areas where things have been really hard in some areas people have gone through difficult times now um, like like for some areas like they went through 10, 15 years of drought then went into 3 or 4 years a lot went through floods and almost immediately after those floods it just didn't rain again and some have gone you know, 4 years again in drought And for a lot of the people it's just been, they've just been getting hammered over and over and over again with circumstances. So our job has really been just going out there, it's picking them up, it's encouraging them, it's it's being a mate, it's being a friend, it's loving on them, it's ministering to them, it's uh, being there for them. Sometimes it's um, sending out a load of hay, sometimes it's a load of feed, sometimes it's working on the properties doing things with them, um, doing things that they need to get done, like fencing and repairs and things like that. So, so yes, there's lots of different ways that we're um, touching the people out there.
0: I suppose a constant challenge for you then would be knowing that the need is bigger than what you can actually provide for.
3: Oh, uh, look, it's true. Like, um, like we're covering um, nearly 1,500 Ks due west, and then if you draw nearly 800 k's north-south, that's about the block of country we're covering. Mad. And, like, we draw probably about, we've got about 100 field volunteers. And, like, that block of country just keeps all our volunteers flat out. Like, we just don't have really have enough manpower to do everything we do. But when you look on the big map of Queensland, it's still only about a quarter of the uh, state of Queensland. So it's it's a huge country,
0: eh? Yeah, it is. And like you say, you're only covering about a quarter of Queensland and even then you would be very aware that there are needs that you just can't help. I mean, you can only help to a certain degree and then it's going to take extra funding or extra people or whatever to actually really get these people back on their feet.
3: Oh, it does. And look, our main goal is we, we do realize that a lot of it is a bit too big for us.
0: Yeah.
3: But our main thing is is the people, like we're there for the people and yeah. we're there for that moral support and yeah. encouragement and standing with them. And we do what we can do and what we can't do, we trust God like mad. And <laughs> somehow or other, we might be able to do something.
0: He's pretty good like that, too. And I
3: guess... (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the way a lot of Christian ministries are. But, yeah, you just believe God and you pray like mad and... And every so often God just does something absolutely amazing that blows people away and, um, you know, just does that special thing, you know.
0: Yeah. And it obviously is that whole principle, I don't know if you've heard the story of the starfish as well, where you you feel like the problem is so massive, how are you going to help all the starfish that have washed up on the beach? Well, I'm going to help this one. I'm going to throw it back into the water. And it's the same thing, you know, how are you going to help all the people in Australia affected by drought? Well, I'm going to help this one. And then I'm going to help the next one. And I'm going to help the next one. Um, And you can see a real difference being made.
3: Yeah, and you've actually just nailed the very strategy that we handle because sometimes it just gets that full on. You think, oh, how can we keep up with this? But you do. You just focus one situation at a time, one family at a time, one person at a time, one property at a time. Um, Yeah, that's what we do. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: What are the physical logistics of getting around? You mentioned that you have a lot of volunteers. Do they already live in strategic places around your area?
3: Uh, We do have some that do. Uh, We do have some that live out west. Um, There are positives and negatives to living out west and having people that come from the coast. Uh, Living out west means that you're there on the ground and it doesn't mean you have a long way to go to go and visit people or, you know, just deal with each situation. But having said that too, a lot of times we find that locals don't necessarily share um, intimate situations with locals. They prefer to talk to someone that's right out of the area. So it's an interesting scenario, but we find we have the mixture of two, which seems to work really well, as in people that travel out there to go and uh, visit people, and we have others that live out there that are on the ground, so... Yeah.
0: Mm. I'm seeing dollar signs with all of this too. With that amount of travel, you'd put a lot of kilometres on your car. How do you get your funding?
3: Yeah. Uh, we, again, we pray like mad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I'm absolutely sure that God is just so in this because, um, you know, we, we, you know, you just scratch your head some days and we wonder how we do it all, but somehow or other it seems to happen. And somehow or other he seems to make a way for our volunteers to get out there. And, look, it, it literally is a miracle day by day, what happens, the amount of aid that we can achieve and the amount we can touch people. And, look, many times we just look at it and, uh, you know, you just scratch your head and you think, God, you're amazing, you know. So.
0: <laughs> Again, he's pretty good at providing for his people.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, look, I think if he's if he is really in it, he really does look after it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and he loves the people of the bush. of course. And, I mean, he loves everybody. But you know, he, you know, he loves people, and and we're just uniting with his. You know, um, that God loves the world. You know.
1: That was Shelley Schoen chatting with Bill Close about the ministry to people in the outback that he and his wife Melissa started, called Care Outreach. Next, Melissa will share the story behind their yearly outreach called Christmas for the Bush. That and more when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call
3: 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401
1: 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is the story. Today, Shelly Scowen is chatting with Bill and Melissa Close, founders of a ministry to people in the outback called Care Outreach. Before the break, Bill shared about the history of the ministry and how it all got started. Next, Melissa shares about their special yearly outreach called Christmas for the Bush.
0: You guys run some really well-attended events too. I know one of the things that people really look forward to is Christmas for the Bush. It happens every year. Tell us about what this event is.
2: Okay, well, Christmas for the Bush is something that we've been running now for probably about two decades um, in some capacity or another, and over the years it's um, it's it changes, it evolves. I don't like using that word, but it's really what has happened that's um, come to the point. But basically, the, the idea of Christmas for the Bush is that we get around every family on our database, which is just under about 2,000 families. Uh, we try and get around them to have a visit, spend some time with them. Uh, give them some Christmas cheer because, um, as Bill shared earlier, every family's in a different situation and so there's different needs. Some aren't as needy and you just go and catch up and visit them and take them a Christmas cake or a nice tin of Vickies or something like that. But there's other families that are really struggling and so we put together a, a Christmas food hamper, we'll do gifts, uh, toiletries whatever the situation may be it is tailored family by family and it's something we we do we we generally kick that off in the last week of November and it runs for about three weeks uh, it's, a, it's a massive project um, just trying to get around each and every one of those families yeah. in that time and and just um, get get in their door and just say hi how are you going and and be able to leave them with um, a word of encouragement and a message of hope and be able to pray with them and share the Christmas story with them. There's, You know, there is families out there that have never heard the Christmas story, that have never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a time, Christmas is a time when people are much more receptive Yes. to hear things. And so it is a great time for our teams as they're traveling around to be able to do that.
0: And touching base with each of those people, like you say, you have nearly 2,000 families on your database uh, and I'm sure not every single one of those families you would be in touch with every single year. So at least with this one, you're at least touching base with them annually and then uh, reminding them that you're there and that you can help them and all they need to do is call. That's
2: exactly right, yes. And it's amazing how how over the years as um, people... Start to look forward to knowing that the care outreach teams are going to be in town, and and I mean our uniform colour is either a blue polo shirt or a, a blue type um, button up dress shirt. And there's some of the regions that that um, the word gets around that the blue shirts are back in town. They might forget the name care outreach, but they know us by the blue shirts, and <laughs> and word gets around quick that the blue shirts are back in town, and and uh, it's it is. Um, yeah, it is a great a great time to be able to connect with these people if we haven't um, caught up with them throughout the year. So mm-hmm. it, is, it is
0: a good time. Especially, I guess, for people who are extra isolated too that live a bit further out of town. I remember it struck me one day um, I, when I was doing a phone-in thing for the radio, a girl called up and she was excited because it was her 16th birthday and her next-door neighbours were coming to visit. Her next-door neighbours live an hour and a half's drive away. And so it was really exciting for them to have these visitors come over as a special treat. I can only see for you guys, it must be, yeah, really quite a treat for some of these families.
2: That's right. and look in in the the, the tone of the thank you letters that have been coming through, probably more so in the last couple of years, that aspect has been coming through stronger and stronger. There's, you know, they're saying, thank you so much for the good you gave us, whether it be a hamper or gifts or, you know, whatever. But they say, but more than that, it's the fact that you came. It's the fact that you drove all that way to come and visit us and spend time with us to show us that you care Um there's, um, you know, some of the letters that have referred to our volunteers as the angels that turn up and, yeah. and they, you know, these are, are Christian families that are just so isolated and they just, they're like sponges. They just love the fellowship and having other Christians around them because they, you know, if they do travel to church, they could be traveling one or two hours just to get to church to to have that time of fellowship. So to have someone come to them that they can just have a great time of fellowship, talk about the Lord, just share things of what they're going through and have someone pray with them, it just means so much to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, Also in conjunction with our Christmas for the Bush, the last couple of years we've run what's been called um, Christmas for the Bush Bush Bash which have actually been community events in in communities where there's not a lot of things necessarily going on. And we've taken in a team of musicians and we put on a free barbecue and, and invite the community to come and um, just have, uh, you know, a time where the community can come together, but there is that gospel message and there's like a Christian concert and and uh, just a time for the community. So it's another form of outreach that we do in conjunction with Christmas for the bush as well.
0: Well, Bill and Melissa, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your very busy schedule to have a chat with us today. Very encouraging to hear what you guys are able to do with God's help getting out there and encouraging hundreds, well, thousands of people uh, all around the uh, drought-affected areas. Thanks so much for the work that you do and thanks for sparing some time to chat with us today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. That was Shelley Scohan chatting with Bill and Melissa Close, founders of a ministry to people in the outback called Care Outreach. And it was great to hear how they're able to minister to people in remote areas who are doing it pretty hard. And as we heard... Some are often near suicide, in desperation. As Shelley said earlier, if this story has raised concerns for you or for someone you know, you can contact Lifeline 24 hours a day on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Finally, it was also great to hear how Bill and Melissa are spreading Christmas cheer with their Christmas for the Bush Outreach. To learn more about that, their website is careoutreach.com.au. That's careoutreach. Dot com.au. Well, thanks for joining us for Bill and Melissa Close sharing the story behind their special ministry to the Outback. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today.